Hello, Gerald here, and welcome to the pod. So today we're going to be talking about what is a hero? What does a hero do? What are the qualities of a hero? What makes a hero a hero? And we're going to we're going to really tie this in in a real fun way, an interesting way. We're going to tie some characters in and compare them and say, are these people heroes? And these people we're going to be talking about is we're going to be talking about Gilgamesh and Beowulf and these names sound familiar because they are from two great stories, the Epic of Gilgamesh and Beowulf, of course. And we're just going to be talking about these two guys, heroes. They exhibit what a hero it is. Do they do the things that a hero does? We'll just dissect them a bit. We're going to see uh, where they fall. We're going to see uh, whether they're really heroes or are they something else entirely. We're going to see where the people they travel with, can we consider them heroes also? Like, Enkidu, Gilgamesh's friend, was was he a hero? We're just going to do all that. We're just going to dive in. We're just going to have a good time with it. But first, we need to talk about what is a hero. Now, when we're talking about heroes and what makes a person a hero and just, um, just the overall thing of it, there's something that needs to be included, especially with our two heroes. In Greek and Roman mythology, um, these heroes, though they were very exceptional, they they did these incredible things. There was something that was against them. They had these, what was called a tragic flaw. And this was a character trait that led to uh, this hero's downfall. And the character is often a hero of the little piece to track trait could be lack of self-knowledge lack of judgment often is a hubris or pride Beowulf's uh tragic flaw was hubris pride pride was his was his downfall was his tragic flaw that made things difficult for him Gilgamesh had tragic flaw also his was arrogance Gilgamesh was an arrogant man we saw it we see it when we read it we when we hear about it and when we talk about Gilgamesh and Beowulf just had these tragic flaws, it just made it hard for them. And sometimes these tragic flaws led to the downfall. And we just, we got to think, what what are some other tragic flaws that we can really uh, focus on? And another, another character is Odephus Rex, and this is by Sophocles. Uh... Odephus uh, is a perfect example of having a tragic f- flaw in this in this tra- tragedy. Uh, the cause of his downfall was his inadvertent wrongdoings. The hubris of Odephus is the cause which of which made it him disobey the prophecy of the gods. Ironically, he ended, he ended up doing what he was scared of most, such that he became an ad- adherence to the gods in his own words. Another one is Hamlet. Uh, Hamlet, uh, the tragic flaw determines his downfall in the play. His tragic flaw in his, is his indecisiveness, which is due to his grave thinking on the topic of whether vengeance is wrong or right, and whether to kill his father's murderer or not. See, these, these characters and people that we know, they all had these flaws that really made or made it or broke it for him, and... The two characters that we're going to be talking about today are no exception to this rule. So, without further ado, let's jump right in.
All right, I am back. So we, I asked and posed this question of what is a hero? And so we have to ask ourselves, what is a hero? Uh, who are the people we make heroes? Why do we need heroes? What happens when a hero falls? Why do we need heroes? I mean, these are all important questions, but what's a hero? A hero is someone who we as people determine to have demonstrate behaviors and decisions that are ethically and emotionally worthy of our all. So they they're this shocking all is they get they do incredible things and just do things that are amazing to us. Now in the modern day sense, we don't have we have heroes, but we don't have heroes that are described in stories that destroy monsters and slay slay evil and rule kingdoms like that. What we have are we have modern day heroes and I think during this time of this uh, pandemic and just everything going on. We have lots of modern day heroes. We have first responders. We have firefighters. We have police officers. We have doctors, nurses. We have grocery store workers. And like grocery store workers, what are you talking about? And all these people are giving us these goods. I mean, all these people are heroes to us because they're doing things that are helping us get through these tough times. And honestly, all in all, and just the hard work that they are putting in just the give us the basic needs and things that we do on that we need on a daily basis i mean they are truly the modern day heroes of what's going on right now and just not even even before this pandemic and after this pandemic these people are still going to be heroes and you know not we can't just say that these people are just heroes also i think we all are heroes in a way and just the things that we do in amazing ways i mean you have people who go out and save people and rescue people and save cats from trees and people like, oh, they're heroes too and help out their kids and all that and they're heroes in their kids' eyes. So the definition for a modern day hero is really I mean it's really expansive and it just makes it makes it harder to find. But when we let's bring it into these stories and heroes that we think about often like and I mean when we see these people and stories and read them and read about heroes, we think, man I want to be like them. We idolize them, and they're great. I think of Marvel movies when we see Captain Captain America, Iron Man, and all them, and like, oh, those are heroes. Those are people who, that's that's what a hero is. I mean, they go out and they, they sacrifice of themselves and of their personal lives and go out and save people. So we have to ask ourselves, what is it about our hero that makes us stand up and take note and admire them, adore them, and try to emulate them and try to try to do what they do so it's what they do it's their accomplishment it's what they've done that makes us make man that is someone that i want to emulate and we bring let's bring it back to a modern day take i mean sports i mean sports heroes are those are there are so many i mean i have my own i have Dwayne wade i have lebron james i have kobe who just recently passed and an example is a fo- like one of those men, a great football player, achieves an astounding record-breaking feat, and we immediately determine that they possess a greatness that we bestow upon them. They are, we can say, they are like a god to us, and other things. They're just, they're just so amazing in what they do. Just the things they can do on on the court, on the field, it just amazes us. They're what they can do is just amazing and superior and their achievements become the new superhero standard, the measure. And 
then we think about other people. We think about um, like people like Princess Diana and the world adored her in her rise from a simple country girl that to be a worldly recognized and cherished symbol. And man, she was a hero of the people. So what else does a hero do to attain our admiration? Many times they overcome a tragedy or survive a horrendous calamity and they're just they're just able to overcome it with such grace and poise that we just wonder, man, how did they do it? I mean, there's there's many, many things that overcome death, poverty, they just they rose they rose to the ranks and we gaze upon this person in absolute astonishment and want to reward them with our love and respect for their triumph over tragedy, their actions tell us that, hey, it's possible to overcome things that I didn't think were overcomable. They do things that just make it seem like, hey, I think I can do that too. And they're able to do things that are just so amazing and just just make us baffled. So since the beginning of time, many of our heroes were warriors who... Or overpower who overpowered those who would try to harm or take us from things that we cherish. A strong defender of us, of us as a society or culture gets your status. Uh, we think of military soldiers who sacrificed having to defend our borders. We think of just these great stories that we re- read of these people and think, man, they are doing things that I didn't think was possible, and they're just overcoming it with such wonderment and amazement they they don't let they get backed into a corner and they still are getting up and fighting and just doing things that we didn't think were possible so we see that in terms of hero there are man there are so many different types of heroes heroes that by example shows that anything is possible heroes that by their decisions Demonstrate the courage that is not common in the average population. We see a hero that finds strength to overcome adversity and thrive. So, I mean, I think we have a great sense of what a hero is and what a hero does. And just the whole generalization of heroes come in all shapes, sizes. They're not, we can't fit a hero inside a box. And we have to, that brings us to a question of what qualities, what qualifications does a hero have to have and have and we are going to touch on all of those and talk about it and then we're going to jump right into getting into the Gilgamesh and Beowulf so stay tuned now uh, we just got done talking about what a hero is and now, remember, hero is, they would define this person of legendary status. They do things, they protect people, and they just do incredible things. Now, getting to that is, we have to discuss what is the characteristics of a hero. So, first, I think the most important one is courage. Um, it just gives a good, qual- a good quality of what a hero is. Hero always overcomes their fears and and confronting and challenge head on, even the faintest tinge of fear doesn't linger in the heart of a hero. I mean, even, I think even fear sets in in a hero too, with just courage to go into a, a situation that they're not ready for, just to get into it and just do what they need to do to save the day, save lives of people, save 
is saved from whatever situation they're in. Uh, sacrifice is another one. Sacrifice is a quality that stands unique from all other virtues, which makes a hero noble in their deeds. He or she is always quite willing to cast off the uh, predilations and personal comforts whenever they become indispensable for a higher cause or for the welfare of others. They're, they're willing to go out there and risk themselves to save others and just put themselves out there because they're not, they're having the courage to go out there and fight, but they're willing to sacrifice of themselves. And that doesn't just mean sacrifice of their lives, but sacrifice of the just being with the ones that love, sacrifice of their time with family and just doing things that are not regular to do for you. Like a situation arises and hey, uh, there's something that they have to do that was already set plan, but they know that saving the lives of others it comes before all of that. So they go out there and do it and sacrifice of themselves of their time, family and all that. So sacrifice is definitely a virtue that just sticks out. Another one is determination. For hero, the word impossible always doesn't seem like it. impossible. Just doesn't seem like a word to him. It's impossible. I can do these things. A hero is unfinching in his or determination. And believes that his ability, uh, without a whiff of, they can just do it. Like they are able to overcome this situation and get out there and do it. So. Just having the will to get out there and do it, and determination really sets in because you have to be determined to do what you're anything that you're trying to do. You have to want to get out there and just hey, I'm gonna do this. I can do this. I can save these people. I can I can defeat this enemy. I can take down this impossible uh, thing. And what I think about in that and most of these is the story of David and Goliath. I mean. You talk about a man who had his odds stacked against him. It was David because Goliath was this giant being who uh, taunted the opposing side and which just seemed like an indomitable force that couldn't be moved, who couldn't be defeated. And you have this David who's a farmhand and all he just he didn't he didn't seem like he was the man who could do it. And I mean, he had training. He was ready for it. He was a sheep and he fought. Lions and tigers and bears oh my, and all that stuff. And he could do it. And he comes in with just a sling and a stone. And man, you think about a man who had courage, who had determination, who thought, I, I got this. And he just swung it and bam, swung that sling and stone and took the Goliath down with one hit. That is a man who is a hero who had that courage and determination. So we move on to these qualities and compassion. A true hero is always empathetic, benevolent, shows a great deal of compassion and tenderness to those things, to those ailing or in distress. He or she keeps aside thoughts of those. Uh, they just uh, they just have compassion for others. They they care about what others are going through, and I mean that is a big thing. Caring about others. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, I mean. You're either doing it for your own glory, you're doing it for others, and I mean, it's just impressive that you have to be able to care for people, and just, if you're going out to save people, you obviously have a, some sort of compassion. So next is dedication. Heroes are selfishly dedicated to their task, and will thus focus their actions towards its achievement. They are 
they have a set goal. They they know what they want to do, and they're dedicated to this. If they're trying to be a hero, even if they're not trying to be a hero, they're just trying to go out and help others and save people. They have to be dedicated in that, and it's it's just a quality that needs to be had. Perseverance. Uh, this quality is what makes the hero special. Even if they encounter failure on their way, they are determined to get over it. I mean, that's uh, perseverance and courage and determination all come in hand to hand with this perseverance because yes, you have courage to do it, but you're going to stumble and you're going to fall. I mean, not all the time, but there are times when you are not going to be able to do things and you're going to fail, but just being able to get back up and have that no give up attitude is just simply the most important thing for a hero to have. Loyalty. The hero is considered to possess fierce loyalties in the sense that he is faithful to whatever task that uh, they take upon them. Their commitment to a particular cause leads them way beyond other sightings of example of other for others to follow. They they're loyal to either heck themselves, um, whatever the goal is. They there's a fiend they have to take down. So the determination is and loyalty is hey, I'm gonna I gotta take that down. The Lord to the king, the master, the Japanese samurais are the loyal to the the head of the family, and so you just you're loyal to that. Honesty it, in all the endeavors that a hero takes, honesty forms the base of all their efforts. This honesty earns him the respect of others and helps leading his followers to a desire to go. And so now all heroes are. Solo, solo people who just do things themselves. Some heroes are backed by other things. They're backed by people. They're, they lead by example. And this honesty just helps signify that and just leads them into a better cause. Because they're, if they're honest in the things they're doing and honest with the people that they're leading and that they're following behind, that just gains the respect of so much other people. Uh, conviction. Heroes have a strong conviction as they have strong beliefs regarding a particular situation. It is a set of unshakable thoughts or beliefs which cannot be altered by any chance. So each hero's conviction is different. They have, I mean, there's there's as many convictions as there are drops in the ocean. I mean, what reason a hero does things is for themselves. And But as long as it's whatever drives them, that conviction they have, that gives them the go to do it that is important and that's something that needs to be held and just done so next wisdom i think this is the last one we'll touch on uh, probably one of the other most important ones is here uh wisdom is the most desired quality which a leader must possess a fool can lead a horde of beasts but a not human beings set on a definite purpose only a wise and astute person can do so whatever a hero may be, a warrior, a preacher. Wisdom is always an attribute that all of us, all of them possess. I mean, wisdom is, I mean, wisdom is just something that I think really defines a hero. And I think it's misunderstood here about wisdom and that how do I get wisdom? How, how do, how am I going to do it? You're going to gain wisdom through experience. And that's where all these other qualities really add up and where, they all coincide with each other sometimes. 
you don't gain wisdom unless you've gone through something. Like, say, they're fighting this beast and they've never fought it and they never had no one's around and bam, they hit a weak point, but they get defeated in the battle and have to retreat. Well, now they know, hey, this beast, this warrior has a weak point that I didn't know about before. So next time I go into battle, I'll be ready and knowing that, hey, I can attack this and it'll hopefully, hopefully weaken this creature and I'll be able to drive in. So being wise in the things that we do, either it's you're gaining wisdom through experience or you're gaining wisdom by asking those who had done things before and conquered these feats that, hey, I hadn't conquered before and I have this now. So being wise, having, having wisdom is just great. And all these qualities are great to have. And I mean, we could be here for hours just talking about specific qualities a hero can have. But we got to think, a hero is not born. He, is, he or she is self-made. I mean, we talk about all these fundamental qualities which hero invariably possesses. We all do possess some of these virtues, which have been explained. However, what sets a hero apart from from others is that they can be they are held to the highest and perfect embodiment of all of these virtues. They do all these things. They do it the best, and they are just incredible in what they do. So that's what the qualities hero must have now. We talked about what a hero is. We talked about qualities. Now we're gonna get into the into the melee part, and we're gonna talk about Gilgamesh, and we're gonna talk about Beowulf, and we're gonna talk about did they have any of these qualities? Did they have any redeeming qualities at all? Can we really consider them a hero? So first up, we're gonna talk about Gilgamesh. All right, we are jumping in. So we're going to be talking about Gilgamesh first. So when we first uh, read uh, and hear about Gilgamesh, we talk about, you read the prologue first, and it says, uh, this, this was the man of whom all things were known. This was the king who knew the countries of the world. He was wise, he saw mysteries and knew secret things. He brought us a tale of the days before the flood. So, I mean, right there, we're told that Gilgamesh is a wise man, which, remember, one of the qualities, the last one we talked about, was being wis- was wisdom. So, but when we actually get introduced to Gilgamesh in the story, Gil- Gilgamesh is, uh, he's uh, in the city of Arik, and the people don't like Gilgamesh in a sort of way because uh, Gilgamesh, uh, he, he, he loved his amusement, he had lots of arrogance, they had no bounds by day or night. No son left with his father, for Gilgamesh takes them all, even the children. Yet the king should be the shepherd to his people. He lusts for no virgin to her lover, neither the warrior's daughters, nor the wife of the noble. Yet this is a shepherd of the city, wise, calmly, and resolute. So Gilgamesh liked to enjoy himself. He, he liked that fun. He liked to do things his own way and... Gilgamesh was a part of him. He he liked women. He liked being with them. He liked doing things with women. So Gilgamesh, I mean, I, I just saw this. It doesn't sound like Gilgamesh is a hero at all. I mean, things he did, the things he enjoyed doing. I mean, it's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't think Gilgamesh is a guy who uh, who we can consider a hero. But let's not judge a book by its cover. So uh, Gilgamesh is an epic hero. He's a king. And uh, while all this stuff is going on in the city of Uric, um, the gods create 
create a wild man. And this wild man's name is Inkadu. And the reason for this is the goal of it was so he could uh, challenge Gilgamesh out of his arrogance and temperamental shenanigans. So uh, Inkadu is created. He, he goes through life and he learns things of the world. And him and Gilgamesh meet, engage in combat and fight. And they quickly become friends. So what his initial goal was just ended this. And it's important that we add this, add and talk about Enkidu because this really sets up why Gilgamesh is called an epic hero, which I didn't touch on. Gilgamesh is called an epic hero. So this is part of what made him this. So Gilgamesh and Enkidu become friends. They go out and they do some amazing things. They, they do things that are heroic in nature. So the first one is they defeat uh, this beast called Humbaba. So Gilgamesh showed hero heroism when he defeated this beast. The giant creature lived in the cedar forest and intimidated all who lived near by refusing to allow anyone to pass through the forest. So the people in Gilgamesh's hometown of Uruk urged him to not to fight the monster, fearing that the battle would lead to Gilgamesh's death. So Gilgamesh was anxious about battle with Humbaba. He cleverly tricked him by offering his sisters to the beast's wife and mistresses. The creature didn't expect Gilgamesh's attack, was taken captive, and eventually to be beheaded. Gilgamesh's craftiness and determination allowed him to kill Humbaba return return home. He was a hero because he wasn't afraid to put his own life in jeopardy for the sake of others. So he did things that were heroic in nature. Like, hey, I, Gilgamesh did some things. He was... We know him as this wild man, but man, he really stepped up in this time. So, next is um, climbing Mount Mashu. Now, this might not seem like you're like a, I, mean, I can climb a mountain, right? Why is this? Why is this heroic? But the voyage to, top, to the top of Mount Mashu is an example of Gilgamesh's endurance. The climb, the cliff was steep, treacherous, and impossible for mortals to climb. A scorpion god lived at the top of the mount. And watch over the steep cliff. Because the scorpion guard was shocked by Gilgamesh's bravery, agility, strength, and rock climbing skills, he allowed him to pass through the gate at the pinnacle of the mountain. The scorpion guard wished Gilgamesh well on his future journeys and hoped the gods would be with him. Gilgamesh was a hero because he wasn't afraid to face the unbeatable odds. So, okay, okay. I'm seeing Gilgamesh as a hero now. He's, he's doing some things, but what else really makes him... A hero. So we we talked about Inkadu and these two went on and battled this creature called the Bull of Heaven. So Gilgamesh honorably used self control when Ishar, which is the Queen of Heaven, tried to manipulate him. The goddess was uh she was in a way she was sexually aroused by Gilgamesh's beauty and tried to seduce him. So Gilgamesh was disgusted by her selfish attempt and rejected her advances. Now, she didn't like that, so... Ishoi was destroyed and she sent the bull of heaven to try to kill and devour Gilgamesh. So, like I said, Gilgamesh and Enkidu fought and killed the creature with a sword and ripped out its heart. Gruesome, yes. But this shows Gilgamesh's heroism in not only defeating the monster, but in demonstrating his... Integrity when tempted by Ishtar. So, remember earlier when we first introduced Gilgamesh's 
probably would have done it. He would have gone and just the advances that she made. He would have, uh, all right, let's go. But he didn't. He's growing. He's learning. These journeys he's on, the things we're thinking of, I think he's, he's becoming better at this. And so, uh, we have all this and something happens here. The gods strike down Enkidu in punishment. Gilgamesh is saddened by this and because Enkidu was his best friend. I mean, some say they were more than that. But this friendship of Enkidu taught him about the nature of love and compassion as well as the meaning of loss, the meaning of human mortality. So we go and... The quest for immortality begins because, I mean, it's it's a realization for Gilgamesh at this point. And Gilgamesh cared about his kingdom more than he cared about his own fame, glory, or praise. The, the sign of a true hero. So Gilgamesh became saddened by the loss of his friend. He begins his quest for eternal life. The journey takes... Gilgamesh into the twelve leagues of darkness. At the end of the five leagues, the darkness was thick, was and there was no light. He could see nothing ahead, nothing behind him. Gilgamesh continues his journey to meet Utnapishtim, the uh, the fairway, the only mortal who whom the gods have ever granted immortality. But when they met, Utnapishtim tells Gilgamesh there is no performance. But the but then Utnapishtim reveals to Gilgamesh. To, to a, a secret herb of immortality, just as he succeeds in finding the herb for eternal youth, a, se a serpent steals it. So, you have this, and then Gilgamesh makes a journey home, back to Uruk. He stops to bathe at the cool well, where a sly serpent steals this herb. He is forced to return home and to acknowledge his mortality, content with the literacy uh, immortality he achieves as king. Uh, whose story is carved in stone. So he has all these things happen and he acknowledges, hey, okay, I think this has happened. I'm mortal. So he's willing to give up his safety, well-being, and even immortality for the greater good. We found that the plan of, uh, like I said, we found this plan. It was stolen. He wanted to give it, but Gilgamesh is loyal and devoted to his people, unselfish and willing to sacrifice his own life for others. Gilgamesh, at the start of it, I don't think we could ever consider him a hero. But this journey that he went on with Ingalu and just through, through all of this, he became really a true hero. He became this epic hero. So, do we consider Gilgamesh a hero? Yes. What did he exhibit? He exhibited wisdom. He exhibited determination. He exhibited all these things that were mentioned earlier. Like, hey. Okay, Gilgamesh really is a hero. So, first question, was Gilgamesh a hero? Yes. So, that we still have one more question. Is Beowulf a hero? Which we're going to get into right now. Alright, now we get into Beowulf. Beowulf is set in Scandinavia. And here we... We have an interesting story here. So, under the code of uh, warriors and how they are, warriors were expected to de demonstrate unwavering courage, loyalty to the leader, and strength and skill in combat. 
They were also expected to stand up for their families and tribes by taking blood revenge against anyone who killed a kinsman or friend. For warriors who conformed to these expectations, the reward included treasure, the chance to become a king, and above all, fame. So, Beowulf is presented as the ideal warrior. He is almost inhumanly brave and strong. He is loyal to his king, Hygelic, and he leaps to take revenge even against enemies who have, haven't harmed him personally. So, that's how we see no um, uh, Beowulf. So, we jump forward and in the beginning of the story, young Prince Beowulf answers a plea for help from King Rothgar in Denmark. Rothgar is at mercy of a horrible, hungry monster named Grendel, who has uh, been terrorizing Rothgar's warriors. Every night, Grendel visits uh, Rothgar's mead hall and consumes several men for dinner, bones, blood, flesh, and all. Grendel snatched at the first geat. He came to rip him apart, cut his body to bits with powerful jaws, drank the blood from his veins, and bolted him down, hands and feet, death, and Grendel's great teeth came across, snapping life shut. So, Beowulf is presented with a with a great uh, challenge here. And Grendel is devastating the nation of Denmark, and Beowulf, being the good guy he is, he's, I mean, by the qualities that we've heard and read here, he's a great hero already. He can't let this continue on. So Beowulf leaves his home in present-day Sweden and sails to Denmark to put Grendel in his place. Beowulf fights the monster. Grendel, uh, he fights with his bare hands and says that he has never known fear. Even so, Grendel is a formidable opponent. So, they fight, they engage in, uh, in battle, and Beowulf defeats Grendel. He gets into an ugly battle with Grendel's mother, who possibly is a more vicious opponent than her son. Once again, Beowulf wins that contest easily. Beowulf fights uh, Grendel and Grendel's mother, and we see this as... Hey, uh, Beowulf is doing some incredible things. He's exhibiting some hero-like qualities. And we wonder what what are these other traits that Beowulf has, a, has to exhibit. Um, he's brave. He's loyal. He's, uh, he's has honor. He has superhuman physical strength. And a willingness to risk his life for greater good. These characteristics are exemplified in what Beowulf does. Beowulf later also demonstrates the epic trait of being a just ruler of his people. The, the Geats and sacrificing his life to slay the dragon that uh, threatens them. So I talk about this dragon. And its dragon appears years later after the defeat of Grendel and his mother. So Beowulf meets his match here. He's no longer a young man at this point. And he's decided that fighting with a sword is more practical than using his bare hands. Because they, he's learned from experience. So he's gotten some wisdom there. He's learned that, hey, I can't fight all battles with bare hands. Beowulf may be slowing down, but he still puts up a good fight against this dragon. And he still doesn't show any fear. And um, Beowulf, uh, he fights this monster. And unfortunately, the dragon breathes some fire. And uh, the breath is too hot, and eventually Beowulf's shield melts, and Beowulf ultimately loses this battle, 
and he dies against a dragon, but that's what makes this an epic, and that's what makes this guy a hero here. He showed unwavering uh, confidence, and he he stood up for his people. He didn't back down in the face of evil, and Beowulf, he had his flaws, yes. He did things his own way, but he did things for the people. He did things right out. Now, the differences here with Beowulf and Gilgamesh is, yes, they both had, they both took time to get some heroism, but I think Beowulf was just instinctively already a hero, and he did, he had these hero qualities already set in stone. Now, Gilgamesh, yes, he had wisdom, but he had this major flaws that kept him, and over time, he had to learn and grow into him. Beowulf had some of these already, and he grew into them even more. These two, yes, they were, they did incredible things. They both had epic journeys and epic times, and they had their hero moments. Beowulf, to a moment, it was in the face of battle protecting his people, and he died for it. Gilgamesh lived his life his way and did things at his own pace, but he did it, and so that he learned from his mistakes and grew into becoming an incredible king. So we've we've discussed in great length and detail about what a hero is, what makes a hero, and what do you think? Do you think Gilgamesh and Beowulf are heroes? I know I've just through this I've learned hey they really did do some hero heroic things and they can be considered epic heroes but what is your opinion on it what is your take from all of this did Gilgamesh redeem himself from the party man he was and meeting Enkidu and just having his life dramatically changed through all of it and becoming that great king do you think he's a a great hero or is he as we would call it, a vigilante. Did he do things at his own pace? He showed these, uh, he showed these characteristics and everything. But does that really make him a hero? And then Beowulf was Beowulf a hero to begin with? And did he did he just stay the course and stay hero through it through thick and thin? He was arrogant, but he did things in his own way, and he lived up to the hype. You could say, would Beowulf, the hero that we all think he is did he do the heroic thing and stand for his people and die for for his people and do the things that he needed to do i say they both are truly epic heroes and did the things that they really needed to do but the decision is up to you did they do enough to be qualified and get hero status i think so but it's really up to you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to the pod and for listening to What is a Hero and for our two special guests, Gilgamesh and Beowulf. Stay tuned for the next one. Have a good day. Peace.